You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Well, happy Monday. So how's your, how's your uh, Monday going? We're right on the home stretch. Thanksgiving's right I around the corner. I know. I actually, I keep forgetting about it, because it seems like once it starts to, to, to happen, the holidays just go boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. And everything sneaks up on me. So I guess I'm ready. Yeah. We'll actually go visit, like, well, his, his, um, my in-laws, I should say, the, the, the in-law parents for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Be the first time we've done anything on a holiday. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing the last couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see. Because mm-hmm. usually theirs was always a, a big gathering, but hasn't been, of course. So um, maybe it'll just be us, well, and his sister. Hmm. So, there I mean, like we, six of us. Yeah, we <laughs> usually try to do um, a big family gathering, you know, maybe at my parents' house or something like that. But mm-hmm. this year, um, with my brother and his wife having a new baby, you know, mm-hmm. they, they wanted to try and limit trips, which I can understand. I mean, two sure. two hour drive with an infant is that, eh, that's know. probably not a great time. No, no. so I, I I get where they're coming from. Uh, so we decided that we're going to do something with them, you know, like in the, on the weekend when they're, they're free. Oh, good. Yeah. But, you know, everybody else was like, well, we're we're just not going to have, you know, Thanksgiving or whatever. I was like, hell no. I said, I'm, I'm still having Thanksgiving dinner. I don't give a damn what anyone else does. I said, if you want one, you come here. I said, we're going to do it. If you don't, I I mean, no sweat off my back. You know, I don't care. But I'm going to have a turkey dinner. That's that's it. So right. <laughs> suddenly, you know, everybody was like, "Okay, well, what do you want to bring? What do you want to bring?" My daughter Jade, I'm excited to see what she brings. And mm-hmm. if I knew she was gonna, if I knew she listened to the show, which you know, I'm probably gonna say she doesn't, but I'm just <laughs> we'll saying, test. we'll yeah, test. What it. we're testing now, we're testing. But I'm I'm excited to see what she does because she got all excited. She was like, "Hey, whatever y'all want me to bring." I'll bring it. I'm making it. She's on a cooking kick right now. So she was oh, like nice. eager to do everything. And it was like, all right, we'll just, you know, we'll limit what you can do. But she still took on the burden of most of it, in my opinion. But again, she wants okay. to do it. I yeah. want to see what she can do. So she's like going to bring most of the side stuff. And oh, fine. she's like all excited about doing it. And yeah. I'm eager to try it because she came over a few weeks back. And I think it was in October and she wanted to cook dinner and she's like hey i'm gonna do uh general so's chicken and we're like okay nice. homemade mind you yeah okay all right. so all the ingredients for it she went out and found the specific chicken specific flour to bread it with and all this other mm-hmm. stuff very very specific so good yeah so good nice so nice. i'm eager to see what she does with this exciting not, yeah 
And I'm good pr- food is exciting. Like I do look forward to days where I'm like, ooh, today's all about mm, mm-hmm. good food. Yeah, good food. Naps. And just relaxing. I think that's that's the other part of it too, because you know, you get to Christmas time and everything, and I guess it's just me getting older. You know, it's Christmas time is like, ooh, the presents and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I give a shit about the presents now. I've got everything I need and I really don't know what more I want. I'm a Scrooge. I'd rather just skip all of them all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 that's awful. I like to see family and stuff like that, but I find the whole thing like too close together and rather stressful that we want to try to like do all of the celebrations at the end of the year so closely together. And mm. rah, rah, rah. Well, Maybe I think I'm just a- bitter because I'm always the one who has to travel and no one ever comes to me. So now I'm just like, ugh, it's going to be two days in the car and then staying at someone's house that I'm not comfortable in. <laughs> but that's fair. That's fair to be like that because... <laughs> It should be a you know give and take. So you go here one year. Well, we don't have kids. I learned a long time ago. If you don't have kids, you your life just doesn't rank. Mm. I learned that very long ago that I have to cater to everyone else's. I have heard that argument. Well, you don't have kids to lug around like the rest. So my life doesn't nearly mean as much as what I've been told basically my whole life. Yeah. Oh, Mm. you could work that day. You don't have kids. Oh, because like I. Oh yeah. yeah, So now I get to work for you because you bred. Cool. Mm. Cool. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> so but, trust me, on our side, we get just as irritated at y'all. <laughs> if you left it to yourself, it's fine. <laughs> Why is it my problem? But in any case, I was just looking forward to the turkey, the dressing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it, it feels like a no, comfort I, once yeah. every year. Just get it done. I'm get the it done same way. I want my turkey. Mm-hmm. I want my potatoes. Yeah. I want all of the carbs. In and my the, belly. No, I've I've been kind of going through this kick where I, you know, don't want to eat meat because mm. every time I do, I feel like I get a belly ache or my stomach just feels a certain way, and mm-hmm. I don't ever remember feeling like that. But it possibly could have been something I've noticed more that I don't eat it as much, so sure. now I can identify it immediately, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh yeah, because I ate meat. So mm-hmm. I so want just always feeling gross. You're like yeah. now. <laughs> So now it's, um, I think of the turkey and I'm like, I really want it, but is it going to make my belly hurt too? And then I'm just going to go through that pain and suffering. Well, have you noticed if it's like red or white meat that does it to your tummy more? Well, see, I've kind of wondered that too, but it could also be a combination of things because I feel like chicken, so white meat would be Mm -hmm. okay. And then some of the red meat that I've had, I've definitely targeted that. As something that kind of, I don't want to say it upset. It just it just feels like it's sitting different, you know. And yeah, just like, it's ah, heavy. Ah, you know, like that. Yeah. But at the same time, I've seen chicken do the same, but it could be with it's fried certain way or something like sure. that. Sure, so. it's like we might be thinking it was you know the chicken, but it was probably also all the butter and the potatoes and all mm. of the corn. <laughs> so who knows? All the other stuff we put in there with it. I mean, I've I've honestly considered picking up like a vegan turkey or something like that just for myself, but uh, one, I'd have to find it, and mm-hmm. two, if I could pass it as an actual turkey, which I know you can't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nope. I've never ventured into that. That yeah, everybody would meat. be looking at me, going, "What the hell is this?" And I'm like, "It's turkey." You mean they don't <laughs> shape it like a turkey? I thought they always tried to make everything look like the real deal. No, this from what I've seen, they look like a big loaf of meat. So, oh, I mean, okay, it, so sh- like you're just getting like the turkey breast or the, yeah, 
Yeah. I don't see what it would hurt. A turkey and loaf. I even thought about that. So I was like, what if I just get, you know, turkey for everybody else and I can have the vegan turkey? And um, then I thought, well, what am I going to eat with it? Because I could make the dressing, but I'm sure that there's some sort of fat in there that'll irritate my stomach. Potatoes for sure. Then you're going to tempt me with mac and cheese or all this other stuff. It's like it's going to happen Probably eventually. Some yams. Just, yeah, just suck it up and deal with Maybe the meat. Maybe just like eat a bunch of, you know, calm your tummy medicine beforehand. You know how some I people have to, need to eat like so they don't get heartburn you know Mm -hmm. i gotta take all this now before i eat my pizza so maybe you just gotta do that but another thing too that it could be not to say that this happens all the time uh but even at thanksgiving it would make me wonder if this could be something that could irritate my stomach i noticed that if i'm really anxious before i eat Mm -hmm. then you know oh sure and then yeah Obviously, you know, you have family and everybody and it just gets crowded and I don't like crowded, but I mean, my family is a different story. If it was a bunch of other people's family, then sure. Uh, oh, I don't like crowds that. regardless of how well I know them. Well, I mean, I can tolerate my own family more, but then again, at the same time, you get those clashing personalities in a room together mm-hmm. and, you know, certain people it start... It becomes challenging. They get foot and mouth disease, you know, where it's like, just shut up, just shut mm-hmm. up. And I'm really good at the smile and walk away. Yeah. Like, I'll just make myself look like a complete dingbat idiot. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, as I'm walking away into another room and then they're like, what the hell is that? You know, like, okay. but I didn't have to engage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whatever. I'm willing to look like the idiot in the room if I don't have to engage in it. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. So you're, willi- you're welcome to steal that. Okay. I'll, I'll put it in my repertoire just yeah, in case. Just- File it away. You never know. Might come a moment where you just got to get the hell out. You know? mm. So before we started uh, the pod, you, we, you were talking about a show, but I wanted to bring up a show to you, and then you could tell everybody about your show if you want to. Oh, okay. Uh, if, yeah. if that's something you want to share. Show, it's like, it's old, but it's new to me. Well, it's new to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's new to me, too, because I hadn't heard of it until this year. So. Ah, okay. Uh, but this show that I'm... I'm or I watched, I binge watched, uh, and I thought it was worth sharing. And maybe you have or haven't heard of it. I don't know. It's called okay. Only Murders in the Building. Yes. Have you heard that? <gasps> have you watched that? I've watched the whole thing. Yeah. Wasn't that a great show? It really was. I wasn't sure because I'll, I'll admit I love, you know, Martin Short and all them. He's okay. Mm-hmm. It's hit or miss with his style of comedy with me. And I'd never really seen What's-Her-Name do any acting. Yeah. Uh, Selena Gomez. Is that right? right? So, yeah. Yeah. It was cute. It was a, uh, I, like. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I've watched the whole thing. Oh, okay. So, and we won't spoil anything. Spoilers, uh, I just, yeah. No I, I want to just talk about how interesting and charming it was because yeah. it towed all the right lines for the show where it was, it was kind of a black comedy, but it mm-hmm. also a murder mystery and they were just kind of towing a line between the two and it never felt wrong you know what i mean it felt always balanced proper and they do a really good job at the the murder mystery too because i don't know why i didn't suspect the true killer because all the signs i guess were there but they also threw us a few red herrings here and there so it was one of those you did really good at throwing me off without me suspecting because I'm I'm over here 
looking at this thing that you've shown me, and you're not uh-huh. showing me that thing over there, even yeah. though it's clear as day. No, they did a very good job at that. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, my theories went around for a couple of times. Mm-hmm. My theories did go around a couple of times. But, yeah, before we spoil it. But I was almost close. Yeah. I don't times. know why I didn't. But, like, the one I knew. Anyway, yeah, it's kind of hard to do without spoiling the whole thing. So yeah. we'll have to chat afterwards. <laughs> right, right. But no. If one theory I had, I was like, aha. Aha. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, people, if you got Hulu, go check it out. It's actually mm-hmm. uh, so nice. It's only 10 episodes. The episodes yeah, are. like half hour each. Yeah. 35, something like that. So you'll so breeze through it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And you'll yeah. get into it. I guarantee it. Yeah. And apparently a season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I mean, I thought af- it was just going to be its own little mini series thing. But after that That's ending, done. yeah, after yeah. that ending, there's season two. Yeah, if not, then that was just rude. Oh yeah, I'll, <laughs> like, I'll be you know? so mad. You can't end it like that and not already plan a season well, two. Well, a company would if they didn't think they were going to make any money off. Of mm. it. I'm still mad about. Yeah. Quite a few shows actually doing that to me. So I know it's possible. Let's just hope not. Maybe they're too big a star power. You know, if if, I think the only time you should be planning for a sequel is if you know you can make a sequel. So if you don't have any guarantees for a sequel, don't don't set anything up. Just let it be. It's okay to make that one story and move on. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I'll I'll throw this out there. And to me, this is not a spoiler. Uh, But I went and saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. You know, because oh, yeah. I wanted with the sexiest man alive, oh, dude. Isn't he just, it's just a dream? So much. It's just mm. uh, la la la. <laughs> <laughs> uh, without saying too much about it, I had fun with it. Uh, I can also point out it's got a few flaws. Mm. If I want to say flaws, is this going to be part of the podcasters assemble? Oh yeah, are you guys going to like, end on that? Okay, yeah, cool. it's uh, entries are due I think on the 29th, so they're giving everybody about a week, which gives me plenty of time to, you know, write out a syllabus about it and you know right. whatever I want to say because uh, you know I wish I had access to it a little bit more so I could watch it again just to kind of refresh myself because I mean mm-hmm. it's still up up there for the most part, but. I guess I wanted to see if a second viewing might change or shift my perspective. Sure. You might find some things you might have missed the Mm. first time, too. Yeah. Because I'll definitely admit uh, the nostalgia factor in that film, it's high. And that could be also to its detriment. When I've heard critics complaining, it's like, it's just a nostalgia fuel, blah, blah, blah. I kind of get where they're coming from now. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I was having fun with it. So. Then let people enjoy things. Right. (laughs) I'm not going to knock anybody for it. But Mm -hmm. I also feel like, like I was talking about with the sequel, I feel like they were setting something up for something later on. And I guess it's not, um, it's not set in stone to what that could be. So it's not really setting up anything direct that you have to follow through on. But leaving but you, it open. But you are kind of setting the stage yeah. for something. And you don't even know how well that... Like, you're banking on this doing very well. Much like the 2016 Ghostbusters when they ended with Who is Zool? Yeah. And you're just like, what? No. Don't <laughs> set that up and you're never going to pay this off with the shit, right. man. Yeah. And we kind of did, if you think about it, in the wrong possible way. <laughs> they set up Zool for Zool to return. And yes, spoilers, if you... 
It was in the trailer, was it not? You saw the I dog? I think so. You saw yeah. the dog? I yeah. think so. Yeah. And, well, I've seen, like, little clips and interviews now, too. You know, just browsing the YouTube, so I don't remember now what was on the trailer or what I've just seen. Mm. And, <laughs> you know, like, show the clip. Yeah. Jimmy or whatever. But know? I'm just saying, the, the dog was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. The same dog from the first Ghostbusters. Zool, it's there. Oh, okay. Come on. Yeah. Connect the dots. Yeah. You, <laughs> I didn't spoil anything. The trailers didn't already spoil. Anyway. Yeah. And if you didn't know about it, it probably wasn't a spoiler anyway. Because mm-hmm. it was brand new information. Well, no, then I guess it's a bit. I'm going to shut up. Continue. A, so did you. So <laughs> what. Did you want to tell everybody about the show you've been watching? Getting all ex- obsessed well, over. Uh, it's so weird. Yeah. So I was watching you on mm-hmm. Netflix. Just you. And you. I think I. Uh, it's on its third season. And it probably landed back in my top 10. So I was like, you know, I kept hearing about it for a few years and never really went into it because I thought maybe when I heard, you know, stalker chasing these women, I don't know. But you know what? I actually, I did find it quite interesting. And I think, um, like we were saying before, it's more of like the psychology why I enjoyed Dexter, Mm -hmm. at least for the first four seasons, you know, because it was just more interesting listening to that different thought process even though it's psychotic and crazy and not acceptable. Yeah. But from an entertainment viewpoint, I thought it was very interesting to delve into this guy's psyche and why he thinks he's the hero in every situation. Mm-hmm. And so that's what sucked me in. Um, so I actually can recommend it. I thought it was interesting. At least the first season was really crazy. Yeah. I'm just now on the second one, so I don't know how... Because I was the same way. I'm like, how the hell are you going to make more than one season out of this? You know? But then after I watched the first season, I went, okay. I think I see where you're going with this. And I'm here for it still for a bit. Let's see what's going on. Um, and I'm halfway through the second. And if you liked Dexter's seasons one through four, you might enjoy this one. I just pretend like five through seven doesn't work. Like doesn't exist on Dexter. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who do the same thing. And then thing. now we're on eight. So I just skipped to that. Hmm. Yeah. Which has still been pretty solid so far. I know it's only what? Two I've watched episodes, only two. And there's so I haven't three watched the last now. ones. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. I'm letting them set this one up. I'm mm-hmm. not completely upset yet. I mean, they explained, I guess, kind of one thing that was weighing on my mind mm-hmm. from the first episode. So I was like, mm, you better explain this or I'm going to be just as upset because it doesn't make sense and it's BS. And then they kind of did. I guess it's an acceptable answer. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I can at least get over it now. Or I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. fine. That's an acceptable reason. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I, I've been finding it very intriguing just listening to it because you get to hear his inner dialogue the whole time on why he did a thing that he did. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And it is psychotic. And it's not healthy. It's not romantic. But not not from what I saw. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, the reason we were talking about that earlier, I heard about it when it was new, mm-hmm. but I never delved into it then because, and I don't remember all of the hubbaloo because I didn't dive into it. But I remember like, I feel like the guy who played the lead came out on Twitter going, hey, can you stop romanticizing him? He's crazy. He's not like, because I guess there was like enough people online going, oh, but he's so in love and she should just fall for him. Or I, I guess that's how the dialogue was going. And he's like, uh, 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 no, 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 mm-hmm. no. And after I've watched it, no, 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 no. He's psycho. That's not healthy. 
you don't need that in your life. <laughs> yeah. But from an entertainment standpoint where I'm like, this is fiction, it was interesting. So, yeah. That's hmm. and So that's why I was scared. I was like, do I even want to start that show if that's what's going on? And then now three seasons in and I'm starved for something to watch because all of my stuff is done. Like, it's just yeah. wrapped up. Like, <laughs> you know, we're done here. So I was like, fine. So I started it last night. And then here I am. Or not last night. Um three or four days ago and yeah. then now I hear I'm halfway through the second season so I guess I liked it yeah I guess that'll be one of our next uh endeavors I know mm-hmm. we've been trying to dig and we'll find something here and then it's like oh yeah we that will catch up on this show that we watched and so on and I have to say they start it right away that was a nice thing like episode one right into it they didn't right. like drag you through all of this explanation or backstory or anything like this it was like very first love at first sight let's go you'll learn about them as the season goes on and I was just like okay mm-hmm. like there was no like oh waiting for something to happen or build it up nope right into it first few minutes we're right in it mm-hmm. I'm like all right here we go so yes excellent <laughs> but I mean I guess that it also should come with like a warning or whatever for a lot of people because it does get really dark and it can get hmm. gory and dark so if that's you, watch with caution, but uh, okay. otherwise, enjoy the psychotic that is <laughs> within this guy's mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely <laughs> check it out at some point. I guess um, I usually like to wait and hear or yeah. wait until it hits everybody's lips because, hell, like even Squid Game, you know, I'd, I'd heard about it because right. my sister-in-law had mentioned something about it and then... In two weeks, it was like everybody's talking about it. I was like, all right, well, I guess we need to get on this. See, we started watching it just barely before, mm-hmm. like maybe within days of me seeing it going online. Because we'll flip through Netflix and like see what's in the top 10 or what was new. And then it was just like the bright, colorful art drop. And like him and I have been gravitating more towards um, like foreign films on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So. We just started watching it. I want to say we watched like two episodes and then a couple of days later is when everyone, I was like, oh, I guess we better hurry up or we're going to have spoilers. You know, is what I thought. I was like, we better hurry up and finish it if we're into this. (laughs) People are starting to talk about it now. Yeah, so. Well, speaking of which, uh, while we're talking about things that people are talking about from this past week, and I I just want to kind of bring it up because it was important to me and I I was one of those people just kind of eyeballing, waiting is that new mm. Spider-Man trailer that came out, and I think everybody mm. was expecting something to be told. And right. um, I'm guessing Marvel got their way. <laughs> because oh, if yeah. you don't know, if you don't I know... I didn't actually watch it. I totally forgot. I'm a horrible human. No, no, so no. You're fine. You can tell me. <laughs> so here's here's the, the rumor mill, if you're unfamiliar, if you're uninitiated. If you don't want to know anything about this movie, if you're one of those people avoiding spoilers at all costs, you're going to have to skip at least... Let's say the, the a couple minutes. five to ten minutes, give or take. Okay. Five minutes. I'll, I'll keep it short. <laughs> of course, most of our siblings probably just jump straight to the 30-minute mark when they start sure. anyway, and that's fair. That's fine. <laughs> so, uh, the rumor is, based on what the trailer is presenting, or the movie itself has presented to us thus far, since we're bringing in old villains from other movies that Tom Holland wasn't part of, then logic would denote that we're going to see other Spider-Men joining Tom Holland. Uh, so we'll bring back Tobey Maguire and we'll bring back Andrew Garfield. So you'll have 
Is that what I saw on Twitter when they were like, we saw Spider-Man's hugging or something? uh, Well, they had, um, you know, candid photos. the clickbait? (laughs) Yeah, candid photos or something like that of the three of them happened to be together Mm -hmm. or whatever. Because, you know, you want to excite your fans. Be like, look, three three Spider-Men standing right here. Generations of Spider-Men. And so that's the thought process here is that these guys are going to be in the movie even though we've not seen them in the movie Andrew Garfield has apparently been put through the ringer being asked about it and he has denied it vehemently he is not in the movie absolutely not no way not happening but if you know the Marvel system there's an NDA that will ruin your life if you oh spill god the beans. I'm sure so he's been at no 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 even though two of his villains are in that movie no no uh-huh. no 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 so okay fair enough yeah whatever but <laughs> there was but he's a liar huh? but we've seen <laughs> photos leaked where you see two spider-men spe- specifically andrew garfield you see him on a green screen but he's on what looks to be a bunch of Raffer or, or scaffolding and rafters mm-hmm. in the trailer there's a big scaffolding <laughs> so oh, no. you're just like ah yeah. that's the thing that you were kind of on your editors <laughs> didn't pay attention to the notes when they were cutting trailers <laughs> oh even even worse even worse if you want to talk about a big screw up now as we've seen in the past marvel has uh scrubbed trailers they've they've changed stuff they've Shown footage it doesn't even exist in the movie just to kind of throw mm-hmm. people off guard, right? Okay. Like we discussed, we're here for that. <laughs> so there's a shot in the trailer where you see Electro, Sandman, and Lizard jumping at Spider-Man on this big scaffolding. Mm-hmm. And you see Spider-Man jumping toward them. Okay. It's just one big shot and you're like, okay, well, it's going to be a big clash and Spidey's going to get his ass handed to him by three villains. In the Brazilian version of the trailer, apparently they forgot to cut a little sooner. Because if you pay attention, if you pay very close attention, and I'm sure it's been taken off the internet, but, you know, the internet never, nothing ever dies. It'll never be gone, yeah. So you can find the clip. The lizard is leaping forward, then suddenly his neck jerks. Like he's been kicked in the face. But there's nothing there. Like a ghost. So... What do you think kicked the lizard's face? Maybe a ghost! A Spider-Man that maybe wasn't there. There's been scrubbed from the trailer. Right. You know? It's a very specific thing to happen because his neck jerks like... Like he just got, yeah. you know, hit hard. Right. But they swear up and down. Oh, no, no, no. And even the producer himself, Kevin Feige, the man, he's like, mm-hmm. you might want to temper your expectations. He's like, don't. Don't jerk us around, dude. <laughs> well, they're trying so hard to surprise y'all. Or, I, well, you know, the fans. And then the fans just won't let it be. <laughs> and, and hey, look, no, I get it. I want to be surprised. And I really hope that I can go into that movie somewhat surprised. Because mm-hmm. I even thought about this, too. And this is probably true. Marvel, obviously you want to surprise people. But I guarantee mm-hmm. you, a week or so after the movie's out... You'll see them in the the marketing because that's how you're going to lure in your next wave of audience members because you you know the hardcore fans are going to be there for it. 
Mm-hmm. But then you release marketing showing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland together. And then those people who didn't have an interest prior might now have a new interest because they're like, oh, shit, they're, oh, they're in there. That's awesome. You might have to go see that. Yep. And then, boom, you've already got them. So the spoilers didn't matter for them because they didn't care in the first place to go see it right. opening night. <laughs> they were going to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. They were just like, ah, we'll see it eventually. And then you see that and it's like, oh, oh, well, now I'm, I'm, we may have to go see that now. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I get it. I want to be surprised. Yeah. I, I do. I don't want the whole movie spoiled for me. You'll just have to go to Twitter and like block anything Spider-Man. Yeah. Or just stay off Twitter. It's probably a better that, idea. It really, <coughs> it's better for your brain. Mm-hmm. I take oh. breaks on the weekends for sure. Like I might check it in the morning and then I will not look again. Yeah. I, I've tried to <laughs> set my phone aside to where especially in the evenings you know because mm-hmm. sometimes i can get lost in it and i'll, I'll, I'll find myself grabbing just to because i'm thinking think of one everyone's thing everyone's trained that now it's like psh, psh, grab that thing up well i think my brain has this like i'll think of something and i, I want to look it up so i'll look it up and the next thing i know i'll get distracted with something or i'll see something else and then that pull, pulls me away from it and then i halfway through i'm like wait a second what was i trying to do right what uh, was i initially <laughs> And then I'll just either set it down or I'll remember and then I'm stuck on it even farther. So I try to set it away from me. And even if I see it going off or hear it buzzing or something like that, I kind of glance at it. And if it's somebody like you, I'd be like, okay, well, let me me respond. Mm -hmm. But if it's, you know, just like, hey, here's some news. I'm like, eh. I try to have that mindset. Because I don't want to be on I started trying to delete a lot of that stuff off of my phone since I'm home anyway. Mm-hmm. And I use my computer, which has helped me. Because then if it's not on my phone, I'm not hearing the alerts if I'm in a different room. And then it's not, you know, bringing itself to the front of my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I can leave it alone. But I don't know if that's any different than sitting here on the computer and just mindlessly, mindlessly you know, scrolling through. Meh. But if I walk away, then I like I felt like I left it in here and it's done. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I can walk away and do other things, and I won't get alerted throughout the day. All right. Anywho, GameStop maybe. Yeah. What do you What have you been playing? <laughs> oh man! So this week I'm still doing Red Dead Two. I think I'm very close to the end of the story, and then I'll be done and content because I'm not going to go hunt all the things and get all the compendiums and stuff like that. Heck, I don't even think I found a full set of cards. <laughs> Like, just whatever I found in my travels going out. Um, I have, like, three of 12 in a lot of sets. But I'm like, that's a lot of searching. And I don't know. So I wanted to go on the stranger quests for sure. Like, all the white, like, storyline quests. And then go to the yellow bubbles when I was done. Did you do the brother's stranger quest? I, I, feel, I, I actually like I looked it up because I wanted to make sure I finished the storyline because they were so funny to me. Mm-hmm. It was just, you came across these, I think they're brothers, twins maybe. Um, yes, yes, they're twins. And they're trying to impress a lady friend. And so the first time you, I think it's in Valentine yeah. when I met them. Mm-hmm. And then they asked me to shoot bottles off of their head to impress the lady friend. Yeah. Uh, and then now do it while I'm on one leg and hopping around. You know, I'm not scared, blah, blah. And so then um, ran into him again. But then they wanted me to punch him. So, like, punch him in the face and then in the gut and then, you know, right in the manhood. 
boom, they wanted me to kick them there. And so I did all of that, like a good cowboy, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like a good cowboy. They wanted it to prove how tough they were to their lady friend. And then, so I wanted to make certain I finished that storyline because you just never know where they are until you just happen to run into their universe, I guess, like close enough. And then you could start to see the dot. So I wanted to finish it. I guess there was only one more. So I, I, I went off to the top of the hills um, and they got rolled down um, the waterfall in a bucket mm-hmm. or in a barrel, I guess, it, actually a barrel. And then, then, you know, they saw the light and they're like, yeah, this is stupid, brother. You and I, we shouldn't be doing this. And then she's left all alone. And I'm like, womp, womp, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm searching those quests out because they're fun. And they're just like little two or three things that you sit there and watch for like a few minutes at a time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you go on. So I might cheat and look up other stranger quests just to see if I've done as many as I could before I wrap up the storyline. Have you encountered the serial killer? Because that was a... I'm assuming that's different from the Murf... Is it Murfreesboro gang or whatever? The cannibals? I think they're cannibals. Was this cannibals? No, I feel like this is a serial killer. I like stayed the night near the trapper one night and then um, camping. And then these guys came out of the woods like, don't you can't stay here. And then when I chased them down, I'd see like people hanging in trees or something. So I think they're supposed to be cannibals. But I cleared out their cave now. Maybe that's, is that the same? I thought it was Maybe a serial not, killer. though. Okay, well, it, the quest essentially There's started. A lot. Yeah, because... That was what I liked about it. It was one of those things you just come across. And yeah, it was like, exactly. what is this? You have to just be around it for you to notice it. Mm-hmm. But I think it was right outside of Valentine near a cliff or something like that or a bridge that you cross mm-hmm. over and then you see like some blood and you trace it down to a body. And then that leads you kind of on this quest where you start finding little clues and hints to someone being a serial killer but that might be those people maybe i I didn't i'll have to look i when i looked up just to make sure i was finishing the brothers quest it looked like there was a couple of strangers quests you have to do before you get to chapter four hopefully Mm. that's not one of them i can go look because then i guess after that too much has happened and it would have moved past it um and i'm i'm pretty sure i'm almost done with six Mm -hmm. and to my understanding there's only six and then, then there's like a i guess like an outro or whatever um so that's why I think I'm just about done. So I'm trying to go back and do the things that I think I can. And when I see the little like white dots pop up, I go to those. And then if I see a question mark in my travel, I'll go to those. Um, although I don't trust anyone crying out in the woods anymore. No. I go in with my gun already up. And what made me so mad about this one, I knew this chick was faking it. I knew it, man. She's just crying in the woods and I knew it. And so like I tried to get all prepared. By the way, guys, I suck. At like shooters and stuff like that. It takes me a minute to get oriented, especially with the joysticks. I'm like one of those that's going all over like this, trying to like, even if I feel like I'm just barely moving the joystick, it feels like it jerks. And I'm like, well, you just fine tune just a little. But um, so I wanted to go in ready because I was like, I bet you she's just going to call out some people from the wood. And sure enough, <laughs> stupid women, as soon as I come over there, and I'm like, you know, what's wrong? And I had my gun ready because I just knew. Well, I'm so bad. They still got me anyway because I couldn't get, like, my gun out in enough time or do this, that, or the other. And so I was so mad because I knew. And then they stole, like, 100 bucks from me. I was so pissed. Yeah. You know, you talking about this game 
has made me want to play it again. And I, I know struck I struck that with the hubs too. Now we're fighting for it again. I'm like, you didn't play it for years. <laughs> and now I pick it up. No, I'm joking, but <laughs> yeah. But no, I'll just sit there and remember certain things about it or certain areas that I cross through all the time. And it was almost yeah. like I wanted to go visit this place again just to kind of, you know, reminisce. It's a great game. I mean, mm. I do have a lot of complaints about like just like the mechanics. I have to admit, like I, some of it just bothers the piss out of me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and again, I don't know if that's attributed to me just not using a controller nearly as often. It's just like he felt heavy. And the amount of times I've had to like readjust just so I can hit the button to pick up a thing pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like his momentum is so heavy. As soon as I stop, he just rolls right on past the triangle. And I'm like, no, turn around because we're trying to look at the piece of paper. And then I'll have to walk all the way back and then just like walk really slowly back up to the thing. So when the button comes up, I can hit it. Or all of a sudden now it's on something else. And I'm like, oh, my God. Can't I just hit R1 for everything so I can cycle through what's in front of me instead of making me try to reposition and then I end up on top of the bag of potatoes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's obnoxious to me. But outside of that, it's everything's so much fun. And I think I'm about to beat it. I took a day or so off so I could binge watch you. So I need to make sure I go back and um, play it because I'm so close. If I drop it again now, it would just be so yeah. silly. But. And then I went back and played Beholder because I was like, I was determined I could save everyone. I was like, all right, I read some tips. I'm just going to be a garbage landlord. I'm going to blackmail everyone. I'm going to put stuff in their apartment to blackmail them over. I'm going to make all the money that I think I can humanly possibly make. Because like, there ha- it's there in the game, right? It has to be possible to save you both of your children and all this sure. kind of stuff. And I got so proud of myself. I was like rocking it, man. Like none of my tenants were happy, but that's not the point of this run. This run was to make all the money and save my child or children and hopefully wife in the process. You know, (laughs) they always died or went away. And I got enough money to pay off the doctor. I was like, ooh. And it was the first time I ever had enough money to like save my adult son um, from getting kicked out of school he was in college and so Mm. I was like here's the money you need for your semester so I was like yay and then totally forgot there was like a whole other section where they want like 30 grand to save her and I'm like but I I think it's too far I don't I can't blackmail him on the same object again I don't and then I just shut it down I was like nope I'm not starting this over so I'm a little bitter so we might come back to that in a minute I needed a few days to rage quit it Mm mm-hmm because I worked so hard blackmailing everyone with everything I could. <laughs> and it's still end up 30K short. I was like, it's impossible. So I I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> what have you been playing? That was it. Well. <laughs> that was all um, I played this week. I'm going to say uh, the main <laughs> thing that I played. I didn't really play a lot this week. I'll just say that. Uh, the main thing I played I'm going to talk about later but Ooh, uh, yeah. I will say, just, just for the sake of having a little bit of fun talking about what I played this week, I played uh, Super Mario World, which I know is not like, <gasps> but it's the reason why is what's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter, Calliope, just decided, hey, Dad, you want to play this game with me? You know, she'd found the Super Nintendo Online thing from the Switch archives, uh-huh. and she was just like, you want to play a game with me? You want to play a game with me? So we were looking through, and she found one that I'd forgotten that they'd added to that, which excited the hell out of me, because I want to play it again. It's called Claymates, and I know I've talked about it on the show before. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, she was looking for a two-player game because that was only one player, and I was trying to help her play that. And then mm-hmm. we went and found Super Mario World, did a two-player on that. She was Mario, I'm Luigi, and just back and forth, back and forth. And I'm trying to get her to understand the mechanics and how to play it proper. And I don't know, it's just fun, you know, aww, having that yeah. moment with her. Nice little wholesome. Aw, I love yeah. that. So and she's so she's um she she needs work, but she'll get there. Well, she'll yeah, get there. Yeah. You know, got to start him somewhere. I told her 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 biggest get problem. Get her started right- on the controller now, man. So she's not like me. <laughs> her biggest problem right now is she doesn't have the. Um, well, I mean, I guess the Switch the controllers. Well, it's it's you know how when you play a Mario game, you have mm-hmm. to kind of use two buttons at the same time. You run and jump kind of simultaneously, yeah, you, so you you're kind of using your, your thumb. thumb. Across. Yeah. yeah. So she's got to get used to that because right now she hasn't quite mastered the running, and jumping. Fingers mechanic. are probably so little. But those buttons on the Switch controller are pretty little. Oh, that's true. They so are pretty close together. Just give it. I mean, give it time. She'll she'll get there. I, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's really about all I played. I didn't didn't really. I don't know if it's a matter of time. Just I don't know. I guess I, I just really not been in the mood for anything. It happens. Yeah. It happens. All right, that's why we got to take a break. Yeah, and I'm in between games right now, so you know when I hit that in between, not sure what I want to play. It's just like eh, eh. takes a minute before you get settled on one. Yeah. yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Like I said, I took a little bit of a break, so I get it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to binge watch TV, man. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> so hey, what do you got in the way of news? Yes, news. Not a lot, but big news. Mm-hmm. Big news this week. Um, so. Let's just start it off with the biggest news here. Uh, we had quite a bit more of a bombshell week for Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, within days after the last pod, all of this was just coming right out. So the Activision Blizzard news of zoos, of course, amped up again this week following an article published by the Wall Street Journal uh, talking about how Bobby Kotick really has known about a lot of these issues plaguing the company for years. Um, the article fairly long if you can read it i do recommend it i know it's paywalled um but i wanted to read it from the source uh the article just started off talking about and we're going all the way back so this thing kind of like covered over the several years and 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 showing how like bobby knew all the problems and how long it actually had been going on which was when you start seeing things dating back to 2007 hmm Good God, you know, like, so the article um, in this case started off talking about an email that Bobby received in July of 2018. Uh, The email was from a lawyer, from a former employee at Sledgehammer Games, which is a studio under the Activision banner, um, alleging that their client was sexually assaulted in 2016 and 17 by her male supervisor after she had been pressured to drink too much alcohol in an office work event. Um, the female employee reported the incidents to Sledgehammer's HR and uh, other supervisors, according to this article, but nothing happened. Um, so according to the email um, and threatened a lawsuit on the company as like nothing happened, what are you going to do? Um, within months, Activision Blizzard reached out an out-of-court settlement with the woman who had also reported it to the police and nothing had happened according to this. Um, and uh, the kicker for this year is Mr. Kodak did not bother to inform the board of directors about 
this at all. Mm-hmm. Which is coming from like people who wanted to remain anonymous and in the know on the matter. Um, and then there is other documents like memos, emails, regulatory requests, interviews with former employees um, that show Kodak knew about this behavior within the company and kept all of it hidden for a very long time. Some departing employees who were accused of misconduct were praised on their way out, as they um, pointed out in this article, while others were just kind of asked to be silent on the matter, just probably just gave them a payday and told them to shut up. Um, But interestingly, on the same day, the Wall Street Journal article came a message from Bobby himself in a video form to his employees. Now, granted, I read a transcript because I don't want to look at his frickin' face, but it was a video message to the company's employees. Um, And so a couple of highlights from that, of course, Um, it's not a very long post that he put out. In fact, it's not even like a full page Mm -hmm. worth for the transcript. So um, that wanted to point out they've taken meaningful actions to improve the company and culture. Uh, but there is more to do, he acknowledges, um, to become the model workplace we all aspire to be. More changes required, so I'm confident we'll get there. Um, another thing that I noticed in there, second thing I want to say is that anyone who doubts my conviction to be the most welcoming, inclusive workplace doesn't really appreciate how important this is to me. Um, so making it your fault if you're perceiving it this way. Why ain't there some uh, gaslighting right there, huh? Anyway, mm, continue. Mm. At least that's how it felt to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, one other point that I kind of highlighted out here over the last few years, our industry has had an uncomfortable spotlight that's been illuminating opportunities for us to change. Sure. And we must all, including me, embrace this need for change so we can bring our very best selves to be the very best place to work. Thank you for your commitment to a culture of respect your appreciation for the unique talents we possess and for maintaining the very best environment for all of us to work for that. I'm truly grateful. Boss man, CEO. Um, I don't know. He, I feel like it didn't this come after they like, Hey, you can have the whole week off for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Paid. Oh, the whole week. How about that? I'm glad that they could ahead of the article. Yeah. You know, glad they could have time off, uh, to see their families on holiday. Like the whole week paid off. I'm sure that was like, oh, well, this is coming out. Let's maybe get them out of the offices because they'll probably walk out anyway. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. Oh, because this is just a small chunk. <laughs> because Bobby Kotick is a piece of gutter trash. And he knew. He knew. His past behavior, you cannot convince me otherwise. He is a enabler. He's a rapist. I'll stand by that stuff. I don't care. Oh, this uh, the, 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 this one you're going to have to buckle in for, guys, because that's just a tip of what came out this week, really, throughout this article and other things that were broken down um, and agreed. We all knew he was garbage. Now it seems like we're seeing more piling on top of that. Um, and, uh, and remember how we discussed Jen O'Neill, who was the first woman to lead one of the company's business units, um, was stepping down, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and the Wall Street Journal article reports that Jen professed in an email to a member of Activision's legal team that, quote, it was clear that the company would never prioritize our people in the right way. So in that same email, yeah, so Jen's like, I'm starting to probably never started, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think she well, not think, flat out said, realized what, you know, Activision was doing with putting her 
up at the top because uh, in that same email, Jen admitted she had also been unfortunately sexually harassed earlier in her career there at Activision. And uh, we reported last week that she was paid less than her male counterparts. Um, she also said she that she felt she had been tokenized, marginalized, and discriminated against, referring to her being um, Asian and gay, of Asian descent and gay, uh, which I didn't know those things until this came out. Um, Jen went on to describe a party that she went to in 2017 in which apparently invited scantily clad women to dance on stripper poles. Not a huge deal, but a work office event. I yeah. mean, um, and then the DJ apparently at this party was very encouraging of the female members to drink overly so the men could have a good time at these parties. Sure. And of course, Bobby says he does not remember this party. So I guess I have to say allegedly because, you know, to be quote unquote fair. Um, then the article goes on uh, to talk about how Bobby is the one who approves these high profile hiring decisions and the exit and pay packages of these star quote-unquote developers and is typically aware of major issues within the 12 studios that are currently under Activision leadership. Uh, but then there's a, this Miss Klasky, who I guess is the spokesperson for this whole thing over on their side, uh, said that he generally isn't involved in hiring compensation or termination decisions for most employees. So we have this direct conflict here that's saying, well, he does from people in the know, but the spokesperson's like, but no, not really. Mm. But they kind of give an example of why that's bull. An example that was given um, was Dan Bunting, who was the co-head of Activision's Treyarch studio, was accused by a female employee of sexually harassing her in 2017 after a night of drinking, of course, um, Activision's HR and other supervisors launched an investigation internally in 2019 and recommended he be fired. But good old Mr. Kodak intervened, you see. Um, Mr. Bunting, who led Treyarch through the production of a few Call of Duty titles, was given counseling and allowed to remain at the company. Uh, so Mr. Bunting apparently never responded to requests for comment, according to the Wall Street Journal. Like, they supposedly reached out, never heard back, but apparently left the company after the Wall Street Journal asked about the incident. It keeps going. The supervisor at Sledgehammer Games. We kind of have another example what? here of this. Also accused who was identified as Javier Panameno, and the victim's lawyer said she had um, that he had sexually harassed a second woman at the studio. And then the incident was reported to police in 2017. No charges again were brought. Apparently, Activision fired him two months later, but reportedly he got away with it because their stories didn't line up. What? She admits to being too intoxicated to remember exactly the recollections, which seems to be a very common theme here, is just to make sure that they're so overly intoxicated that it's easy to poke holes in their story, I sure. suppose. Um, so, and of course, Panameno declined to content, uh, comment to the Wall Street Journal about it. Uh, but Javier apparently at the time was now worked at Zynga Inc. when the story dropped. To which Zynga launched their own internal investigation after the journal reached out for comment. And now he just resigned, interestingly. But nothing was probably wrong there. Sure. Hmm. My God, it keeps going, guys. There was another Sledgehammer employee 
I like it's just like going through all, it's so ridiculous was also accused of the same thing so like in this article they start pointing out like even more instances where it got to him and they would just get like these amazing packages and mm. keep it swept under the rug and let him go out the door siblings Bobby finally got accused himself even in this article like, because this whole time, there was no one saying specifically he did a thing, just knew about the things, right? Sure. But in 2006, one of his assistants complained that he had harassed her, including threatening to kill her in a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But of course, you know, his lawyers, oh, it was hyperbolic. He apologized, well, of course, like he wasn't planning to do that, blah, blah. Like, I... I don't give a damn. Even if you if you get angry... And you say, I'm going to kill you. That's a threat. Because you don't know how true that is or not. Hyperbolic Especially or otherwise. Especially from someone that, with that much like power, obviously, in this situation. Right. And the history of the company? No, he's done, he's done a hell of a lot worse than what they've ungathered here or whatever. I, I just, mm, God, burn yeah. it down. I... I, I they do go on for more they do go on for more i'm with you there like i just like the more i kept reading through this and going through different pieces and gathering more stuff just like my blood was boiling like i same thing with a a flight attendant apparently on a on a private jet that he co-owned she complained actually about the pilot harassing her but then she was the one who would get you know, taken out of the equation here, um, not him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently that was settled out of court as well. Um, that pretty much catches you up to now. You know, there is a lot more that was shown. It was a pretty long article. So obviously I'm giving smaller notes. So if you want the whole broad scope, if you can find the actual article. Um, but it brings us up to now, which we've been reporting on it. And when the article came out, over a thousand plus Activision employees walked out demanding the resignation of Bobby Kotick. Um, and last I found, even this morning, uh, before recording, the board still seems to be backing the sleazeball for now. Um, the company, the, the employees are not. A good amount of shareholders are not. The shareholders are actually asking for more than just Bobby. They want Brian Kelly and Robert Magato to also retire by December 31st because they've been there since. God, where did I write it down now? I'm trying to look for it. Like they, they're just the longest standing people that have been there Ah, since 95 with Kelly yeah. and 97 with Morgato. So they're all kind of like, I think all of them. Just needs to resign. Yeah, because you can't tell me they've been there that long and they don't know anything about this. Bull. Right. 100, 100 at this point for me. Like, uh, like we've been saying a long time ago before we even realized all of this. Whole top down just needs to go and it has to be start. I don't even know how you would repair the minds of these people. You would just have to start them all over. Uh, so you think all hope is lost because the board wants to keep them. Um, my only hope, and I still don't know how this is going to shake out, um, which brings us to how other companies are now viewing their own relationship that they've held with Activision Blizzard. Namely, Jim Ryan spoke with Sony and Phil Spencer spoke out with Xbox about how they might be reevaluating their relationship with this company moving forward. 
in response to seeing how the CEO has been basically an enabler this whole time. I really and so uh, unfortunately we know money is the only thing that makes these things move. Yeah. I'm really hoping that the the pushback from Sony and even Microsoft mm-hmm. can possibly start to shake things up a little bit. Because, like, Call of Duty Xbox are, like, a match made in heaven, right? Like, I know yeah. it's more like a Halo thing, but I feel like I feel like I know more people who play that on that platform. And I, like, just be my own personal experience. But regardless, from they a both business- express their own concern about how this is bullshit. Yeah, uh, from a business so- standpoint, they cannot be... I mean, to, to be associated with that company in any way, mm-hmm. even though they're just developing games for the system doesn't matter you're supporting that whole culture by allowing this put it you know put your foot down Mm -hmm. deny them any sales on that platform and see how long that lasts until change is made they have the influence sure and i mean microsoft kind of has both sides with the console and the pc if they wanted to go that far I mean, granted, the PC, we can still use other things like Steam and all that kind of stuff to get it to work. But, like, you got Sony and Microsoft. That's your console market, basically. Like, I know you could put on the Switch, but let's... Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Are you? Uh, so, I feel like that was a very brief overview and it went on for a while, right? Did, like, yeah. I feel like I talked about it for like a half an hour. And that's just a very brief overview of what came out this week. Um, so I'm just kind of of the mind. You and I have discussed this before. It's going to have to be more shareholders. Because like while it to show a lot of shareholders, still a percentage of it within the entire scope of things wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw like some shareholders, then Jim Bryant, then Phil Spencer. That's the only thing I think that might could work is you're just going to have to have other companies that use their influence in this way that could cause change for the board to get off his. Even if he retires. What, what is a kind way? I know there's mm. plenty of kind ways to say. I just, I hope it's more than just a resignation for that piece of shit because something tells me he'll just resign when his back is against the and wall. And he'll get a whole golden parachute oh, that makes yeah. him just set up for everything. And yeah, he'll just be in a better position than he was somehow. Yep. He's like, well, now I have all my billions and uh, don't have to worry about all this crap anymore. So what does it matter? You know, and then I can just sit around and watch people starve to death and, you know, people struggling to work at a job mm-hmm. that you could have definitely cut your salary for to give them a decent living wage. Oh, by ass. so much. But so much. no, you have to hoard all the wealth because, you know, you're a prick and a rapist. And but he's uh, CEO, man. He makes things run. <laughs> I don't care. Burn it. Burn it all. I know. I just really hope the, the the bad thing of this is like if they all think go down, I just would hate to see all those developers lose their jobs, which is why I would rather see like a decent, well, hopefully a decent human insert themselves in and take over and can actually create meaningful change with just brand new leadership. Um, this is just going to have to be a wait and see. Mm-hmm. Will will enough money get, I think, threatened around for the board to finally turn? And who knows, by the time we push this out, <laughs> the board may have turned. I don't know. Yeah, but just know at the time we recorded, I couldn't find anything that was the board going, yeah, bad Bobby. 
We can move on. Let's okay. try to go to a happier topic. I don't know if it'll make you happy or not. A little bit more on the GTA nonsense mm-hmm. with the trilogy. You can buy it now on PC. Yay. Yay. I guess. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, yeah, I, I had to look through this a little bit more cause through the week, everything, you know, when you started to see more of like the AI upscaling and I know some people were trying to defend Rockstar cause they were like, you do know Grove Street Games did this, but yeah, did they look? Yeah, no. They put their name on it. <laughs> like, I hear you. It doesn't help me think any less of the situation. Uh, but to be fair, fine, you're right. I know a different company supposedly did this whole thing, right? So, um, yeah, so I guess the, it, it, <laughs> they finally put out a statement. Rockstar, after all this time, <laughs> it took forever for them to admit, like, something really wrong was here outside of their launcher, just, like, not working. But they did finally sort of address the whole thing um, with an update to address the unexpected tech issues. At lo- unexpected? Like, who looked at it? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Why was it unexpected? <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard at that. I highlighted it. I was so angry at unexpected. What? Anyway, have you so seen? Nobody played it. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> have you seen the bug uh, montages on YouTube that you can find? Oh my God, so many! It's yeah. like it's gotten ridiculous. Yeah. Like. Initially, it was more like, oh, they look dumb because they look like little bubble people. Or and then I saw people falling through the earth, how they swim. Mm-hmm. Like he just moves like a bobble in and out of the water instead of just like, I mean, cars. The the runaway floating. cars are what <laughs> excited or they they invoked some sort of joy out of me because it was just <laughs> some guy to be sitting there talking and all of a sudden out of nowhere this car just comes flying through and knocks them clear out of the it's like what is happening i saw one driving like this above the road <laughs> like front headlights facing the road trunk facing the sky and just driving along like that or someone was driving and just hit a, an invisible car <laughs> Like, there was nothing in front of them, but it made, like, the crash. Like, they hit a car, but you couldn't see a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. And, but the the ones that are just, like, really kill me is, like, the, the nine over the seven. Mm-hmm. You know, like, on the dude's jersey. Why wouldn't you just put a new seven? I don't know. You know, like, I don't, like, some of the choices are, like, why was that what you tried to do? Is Has this company ever done anything? Before they've this? done a lot of mobile ports because like ah. I went to their website because I wanted to see I was like what are they really known for and most of it was a chunk of ports to mobile iOS and um Android um and I saw that they did Arc apparently to mobile uh Bully Anniversary edition to mobile and other GTA games besides this trilogy to mobile um, it looked like they had some other ones, but it doesn't look like it was like a whole host of history of going from mobile to so, but again, why are you using the mobile port to upscale? I don't, I'm so confused by this whole thing and how it got the green light and why mm-hmm. it's considered definitive. <laughs> I, just, I have so many questions. Um, but yeah, I guess my whole point was you could buy it now. Cool. On PC, they put it back up. They have a new update that's supposed to be coming out to address this, um, I don't know if it'll address all of it because it seems like they need to just start over. But um, yeah. <laughs> they will address some like animation problems. And, uh, you know, like for some of them where it looked like their bones 
were like 12 places when their arms should have only had like the one, you know, so apparently like stuff like that will be fixed. Um, I don't know how you're going to improve the look of the character models. Like, I think that's just how it is. You had to have started from scratch to do that. Or use the PC already. Maybe I'm talking stupid here. I don't know. There might be a developer listening right now that's like, Lace, you have no idea how this works from where that that could be fair. But I feel like why wouldn't you just use the already PC version and try to make it a better PC version or an already console version and make that? I don't. I don't know. Siblings, am I ignorant? Is that not how it can work at all? It just seems like an AI upscaling of the mobile port would have just not even been a thought to entertain. Like, if I were Rockstar, I'd have been like, but why Why the mobile version? You know, like, mm-hmm. maybe I just sounded completely dumb. I don't know. But they apologized, recognized the game did not come out holding their own standards of quality. And the ones, of course, that fans expected. Uh, they have plans to address the issues and to improve each of the games moving forward and have planned updates. So while one of the goals of the definitive edition was to allow players to enjoy these games on modern platforms for many years to come, we also understand that some of you would like to have the previous classic versions for purchase. So as a, as a reparation for your trouble, it sounds like um, Rockstar will add back the classic versions of GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas to the Rockstar, the Rockstar store. So you won't be able to buy it like, on Steam or anything like that. But it will be offered as a bundle. There you go. <laughs> and they're like, we screwed up the new version. Okay, you want to play the old one so you can have a game to play? Yeah. So here you go. I didn't. <laughs> what is that? How does that fix anything? <laughs> this whole thing is so funny to me. I'm sorry. Uh, additionally, <laughs> anyone who bought the definitive edition for PC from Rockstar through June 30th, 2022, will receive these classic versions in the launcher library for free. So okay, for well, your trouble, you can get those for free if you bought it through June uh, 30th. Still not good enough, but whatever. I, I think they should just have like offered refunds. And maybe they, they did in some situations when, and it just didn't make. When do we ever see it. refunds in the gaming? I mean, it's a rare sight. It is a rare sight. Well, Steam's pretty good at it, but you have to be within their rules. But yeah, it is rare. It's very rare. Um, so GTA Trilogy 1.02 update should be coming soon with a bunch of fixes. We'll see. And apparently we'll fix that nauseating rain, which is, I was looking through cause like the patch notes are freaking long already. <laughs> so I was like trying to go through like what's important. Like what do I, yeah. So the rain, I feel like is a big one to everyone to note that they will fix that from give. I mean, how many people got sick? I just, I don't know that I could have played that. <laughs> I really don't. Um, but, uh, yeah, all in all though, it just seems like modders are like, Hey, F you, we got this. Honestly, the list of fixes is pretty long if you want to go check it out. Uh, but we'll see, I guess how it ends up after the, the fix, Mm -hmm. at least put it more playable. Um, still look weird, I think, which has also had gamers express, um, they're terrified now for them to do four. And I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you now. Maybe we should maybe not use the mobile port. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody tell me if I'm being a complete idiot by trying to use that as a point. <laughs> Just let me know. Like, lay stop. That's not how it works at all. Uh, next story. Only because I love it when um, cheaters get their confidence. It's kind of fun for me. Um, so I found this one interesting. And I don't even play these games. But Call of Duty. Okay. One of those game franchises that's seen its fair share or more of cheaters over the years. Uh, well, 
the consequences they're going to get upped here, it sounds like, or at least they're going to give it a shot and see what happens here. Um, So in a post uh, titled Ricochet Anti-Cheat Progress Report, which is COD's team Ricochet, it's their anti-cheat division or whatever, their people that do that, revealed some updates to their anti-cheating policy. Kind of controversial. I don't know that I care in those. Well, let's let's read. We'll see. So one of the biggest surprises is that the uh, persistent cheaters who get permanently banned from Vanguard, their new one, you know, face being permabanned from the entire Call of Duty series. <laughs> that doesn't just include the 20 plus COD games we have now. We're applicable. But also future titles. Banned Ooh. from COD forever. So I thought this was very interesting uh, to see how this would shake out. Uh, there will always be ways, of course, for cheaters to figure out how to circumvent such bans like they've done. Um, but the post does add that any attempt to hide, disguise, or obfuscate your identity or the identity of your hardware devices may also result in a permanent suspension. Ultimately, it shows the extremes they're willing to go to to fight the cheating problem, plaguing so many gamers. Um, I, That's that pretty bold. Forever. You are done. Fitney, you like Call of Duty? Too bad. It It's... Like they said, yeah, people are going to console, right? You think so? <laughs> well, I don't know how they something find out, tells like, me where your shit's coming from. Something tells me they'll find a way to to track this down, console or not. Yeah, and it's funny too, coming from Call of Duty of all games. You know what I'm saying? Like the I think with their online because like most of these games are usually just played um, as a live service these days. So if you're constantly cheating for ranks and mm-hmm. whatever it is you get through all of that, um, yeah, it can be frustrating. Well, I mean, this is exactly why I don't play online is things like this, because why bother? Someone's already going to mm-hmm. be cheating. They're going to be climbing their way through. So everything that I do is going to be for nothing. So yeah. who's to say that the uh, hundreds of people in front of me aren't cheating their way to the top? Not saying they I are. I guess there's easier ways to detect it. I just don't play them enough to know. Mm. Like when you could tell there's a bot or there's a what, they're, whatever they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. Do you think that's too extreme? I don't know. I mean, I think, you know what? I, I feel it like. It brings a smile to my face. I'm, I I'm kind of on the, the uh, stance that why not? Because if you're going to put a stop to this stuff, start being vicious about it. So. Mm. No, let's try this. Let's give it a go. See if it cuts if down. If nothing else, maybe it'll scare some people from trying. Right. You know, like they're like, I don't know. But if you're smart enough to know how to do all that stuff, you probably already know how to circumvent these things. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I I, I know a lot of people thought it was extreme, but I'm like, but do you think it's extreme because you want to? Yeah. You know, so I don't know these people from Adam or Eve, you know, when I'm reading their posts online. But I often wonder, I'm like, is it because you do it and you don't want to get banned? I don't know. Uh, I think it's glorious. I'm one of those that I love when I see companies do like, the shit to cheaters that's so over the top. Um, it, granted, it's Activision, so whatever at this point. Yeah. But uh, I think it's kind of lovely, and I'm interested to see how this would even work out. For I sure. feel like they could work their way around it but you would probably lose all of your progress right hmm. 
I should probably look into the nefarious mind more so I understand how this all works. Yeah, I mean, someone's going to try. <laughs> I just, I'm kind of oh, on sure. the Call of Duty ricochet, that mm-hmm. whole, I'm on their side right now. I want to see this happen. I want to see how it works and I hope it does. And then just stop cheating. Play the damn game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you suck, buy you the suck. stuff. Right. You know? Like I admit when I suck, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't play multiplayer games, so I don't have to have other people mad at me when I suck. There, there are a lot of games that I enjoy playing that I'm probably not as good as I think I am. Like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I love playing Mortal Kombat. But if I was to go one on one with some of these people that play Oh God, right. Like, all the time. There's no way I'm gonna beat him. I'm as good as Especially I can be. Especially if they have like good. everything memorized. Yeah. Like, how do you memorize all those moves? It's like twelve button presses per move. <laughs> Decades ago, I had it down. Like Mortal Kombat Two, I remember knowing mm-hmm. every fatality for every character at every moment. Now, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I might have then. I feel like I remembered a lot more then than I do now because a lot of mm. things will just go into our phone and then we never have to think about them ever again. So we're not working our brain anymore to remember a damn thing. No, I had a magazine I was reading and memorizing at all times. So it was just... Right. It was always so I was there. like, maybe I did. <laughs> I can't remember because it was too long ago. That's it for big news. Move on to a few quickets here. <laughs> a few quickets uh let's see saints row reboot's been delayed i'm sure you saw that it got yeah. moved to august 2022 um as they expressed uh, that they just underestimated the impacts of covid and working from home so um it was initially supposed to be february so now to august so not terrible i'm but okay a with little it. bit of a push i'm okay with a little it. bit of a push um and then sifu actually moved their release date up to avoid um, releasing on the same day as Elden Rings. And actually, I can respect that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the hype for Elden Rings has been real. So, uh, but good news is you can get it a week earlier now. Or a couple weeks earlier. So, it was initially February 22nd, 2022. Now, February 8th for a Sifu release. So, I know we were looking forward to checking that one out. So, a little bit earlier. That's news we don't usually get. Yeah. They move up their release date. So, that's cool. Uh, Ubisoft is making a theme park. Why? <laughs> they want to be the first Ubisoft Entertainment Center. So. At Studios Occitanie Mediterranean France. I know I said all of that horribly wrong, and I apologize. There's probably people who speak the language are like, oh, my God, that sounded awful. But <laughs> it's close to their Montpellier Studios, and we'll have a game franchise attractions, you know, Probably all of your favorite characters and costumes running around. Um, Sexual harassment area? Maybe, because they can't get rid of that either Mm. over there on their side. Maybe that. Uh, And more. I don't know. (laughs) But there, it's set to open in 2025, so we have a little bit of time to forget about it and then go, oh, yeah, in a few years. Yeah. Uh, so that's a vacation for you, I guess. I guess, you know, groped in the grotto, right? (laughs) Anyway. God, AAA is so garbage anymore. I feel like I can't stick to indies. Anyway. Xbox is celebrating 20 years. Oh my God, 20 years, Steven. 20 years. 20 years. (laughs) Has it been that long? (laughs) It really 
really has. It has. Oh my god. But they're doing some really cool stuff for it, though. Uh, with the celebration comes the new addition of 76 new games added to the backwards compatibility roster. Um, they launched a Halo-themed Xbox Series X and a 20th anniversary translucent controller. Actually, they did kind of look cool. Yeah. Their themed consoles are actually kind of cool looking. I don't know. I've never had a themed console, but they look cool. Um, yeah, yeah. And if you are a longtime Xbox fan, because I will miss all of these, there's plenty of Easter eggs. Plenty of Easter eggs from like the last 20 years of being in the Xbox ecosystem. Um, so that could be fun for you if you're an Xboxer. I guess. Um, <laughs> But some of the things that they listed off, which I would totally miss, but if you're an Xbox fan, we'll probably notice right away uh, that some people noted that the Zeta Halo symbol was on the front of the console with the use of a black light or UV light to see it. So that's kind of neat. Um, and also shining the same light on like the controller packaging. You'll see the OG Duke controller mm -hmm. that came with their original Xbox in 2001. Um, and the teases just kind of go on and on. So I guess if you have like a black light and stuff, you could just kind of search all over your new stuff and find even more Easter eggs that might be that you might recognize. Um, and the teases just go on. So another console to try to buy <laughs> Yay! <laughs> on eBay for three times the price mm -hmm. the next day. Uh, <clears throat> But yeah, so there's tons of fun stuff coming out from that. I guess all year long has been. Uh, and this one I just mentioned because I thought it was great. Phil Spencer, too, believes we should have legal game emulation. And I'm here for that. I don't know if he's doing anything about it. One of those, I think, fluff pieces with an interview with Phil Spencer. But he expressed hope for preserving the older titles and making them available to play on newer hardware. Mm -hmm. uh, to the best that they can, of course, you know. Um, so I'm with that. He says he's down for like to play older games on PC as backwards compatibility for consoles have been kind of non-existent till now. Mm -hmm. They've tried it in the past. It's never really worked. Uh, positive movement in favor of game preservation, though. And when I see a corporation, whether whatever reason it is, like on the side of that, I kind of get a little excited where I'm like, OK, because I think they should be preserved like you would old films or books or any kind of art, you know, like preserve its roots i don't yeah. know uh and then not get mad at us for emulating it when it's a game you totally can't even buy anymore like it's done it's over your sales are not going to happen so just let us play it. Yeah. <laughs> play it most of the companies might even be gone so they probably couldn't even sue i don't know again probably sounding like an idiot but yay i'm for legal game emulation when it comes to older titles that you just straight up can't buy anymore yeah um Let's see. Oh, exciting for me. Ryu Gaku. I can't ever say the studio. The studio behind Yakuza and Judgment. Let's just uh -huh. say that. All right. Is working on a new IP. Ooh. And I get excited when I hear about new IPs. And I loved those games and how they tell stories. So let's see. Right? Right. Uh, they were, um, it was in Famitsu Magazine. Ryu right. Studio director. <laughs> Maya Masayoshi Yokoyama, I think that's actually pretty good, Thank you, reportedly revealed that the studio is currently playing a game separate from the Yakuza or Judgment series, while the sequel to Yakuza Like a Dragon has already been confirmed, though. Mm -hmm. So they got, like, a lot of stuff going on. The future of the Judgment franchise is, well, that's kind of in flux. I didn't realize this. Uh, there, The dispute is actually with the lead actor, Takuya Kimura's talent agency. Okay. That in July, Japanese showbiz news site 
Deacon Taishu claimed that sources had indicated the actor's talent agency had been blocking PC versions of the game because he didn't want them to appear in them because they own his likeness. Huh? I'm so disturbed by this that I'm not sure how to take it. And like, if somebody actually knows a little bit more about like how that works over there, let me know or put point me in the right direction. Cause this is kind of frightening to me. Like uh, as an old artist, as an old actor, uh, the site suggests that because Johnny and associates quote has strict control over the likeness rights of its talents and the use of their image online is still limited to a few. The agency may be treating PC games differently because home computers have direct access to the internet. Whereas like the console, like, well, I mean, kind of, but you're not, I don't know. So Mm. I guess that's the reason why we haven't really been seeing them come to PC like they've tried. Um, So the report claims that Sega has been trying to bring judgment and lost judgment to steam, but because the agency is blocking this from happening, it may draw a line under the series after lost judgment. So frightening to me. Like you're just going to block your own talent. Yeah. I don't how would you not be making money off the sale as the talent agency? Why is this game like embroiled in controversy after controversy? True. Wasn't this the same one where they had to like refilm because the one dude was on cocaine or something? Yeah. yeah. I don't understand I don't know. It's weird. Right? But I'm like I'm so Ugh. I, I just can't understand that why a talent agency would be hiding its talent. I don't, I don't, I, I need to look into that more to understand how their talent agencies, I guess, work over there. Yeah. Like, I understand owning certain things that they did under your banner, but to own my face? I don't know, man. Anyway, <laughs> that's actually all I have. All right. For the quick hits and everything. I think that worked out great. Looking at the time. Well, I've actually got one that you didn't bring up. um, Oh, good. I just remembered was, did you see the announcement for multiverses? Kind of, yeah. I didn't. Go ahead. (laughs) Warner Brothers is doing its own. With the rabbits? Yeah, its own fighting game because we were all. Wanting to see Bugs Bunny and Batman go at it. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, you know, I tried because I tried that's for a minute. It's what it was. And Superman and Superman and Tom and Jerry <laughs> and uh, that kid from Adventure Time. I'm sure somebody's yelling, "What? You don't know his yeah. name? I never watched it. I'm sorry. What was it? The kid from Night Trap or Night Trap? Jesus Christ." <laughs> Adventure Time. Uh, I was like uh, looking at a list just now to see if I could. I'm see sure it Rick and Morty are in there somewhere. Is this the one with the shirtless Shaggy? Shaggy, yeah, Shaggy's in there. Why shirtless though? Because that one, I'm like, mm, but why that choice? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't want to ask questions. Anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that's a thing that's happening. Let's move on because I just <laughs> just wanted to bring it up while I was there. I mean, it's voiced by Matthew Lillard, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody's coming back for their voices and stuff like that, which is cool, you know. Good to see Not knocking it. Stuff. So, hey, 
Yeah. We've been talking for the last couple of weeks. Just leaving me on cliffhangers. Man. I know, it's and rude. I'm I'm not going to disappoint again today because I've also got another cliffhanger. But that doesn't. Ah, I, yeah. But hey, it's no. a it's a it's ex- an extended story. If I gave it to it's you true. all at once, you'd you'd have nothing next week or the week after. But last week, we talked about Sega versus Nintendo, the whole Mortal Kombat fiasco. And what would kind of be the beginnings of the Senate hearings that uh, led to the thing that we're leading to. But I stopped short of talking about one other important game to be featured in those hearings. And while I would love to go into the history of Night Trap, Mm -hmm. I'm only going to scratch the surface because there's a more interesting story here with an unreleased piece of hardware that seems ahead of its time despite... It's approach. Okay. And maybe you don't know about this. Maybe none of you know about this. I'm sure some of you do, but you got to know well, your I hope history. I don't. Yeah, because I didn't know about this. You know, it, it was kind of a, an interesting uh, discovery as yeah, I'm yeah, reading Yeah, during that time, it. Night Trap Mortal Kombat. That's all I can ever remember. People getting all pissy about the courts. <laughs> and uh, for, like for our audience, real quick, before I go on, I apologize for any noise you may be hearing in the background. My God, my, my road is apparently being used as a drag strip today by every loud-ass car. <clears throat> anyway, going back to the early 1980s, we're going to focus on Tom Zito, Rob Fulop, and James Riley. Now, starting with Zito, he was initially a journalist for several publications, but eventually wound up working for Axelon, or Axlon. Yeah, there is no E or I in there between the X and the L. It's Axelon. Axelon. Okay, yeah. Axelon just sounds better, but Axelon is the appropriate. Uh, Anyway, this was a consumer company, uh, consumer electronics company. We're going to have one of these days. (laughs) Founded by Atari co-founder Nolan Bushnell. Fulop also worked at Axlon, while Riley was working with Bushnell on an interactive retail campaign. So all these people kind of worked for the same guy, just in different segments of his uh, companies and and holdings and whatnot. So just so you're aware. Mm -hmm. Now, one day, Riley contacted Fulop about a new technology that had been presented to Zito that utilized what what was described as kind of a wafer attached to a VCR, but you could interact with the video cartridge. Now, that just doesn't make sense. Like, how do you interact with a video cartridge, you know? I mean, how does that work? It just, it's an oddity, especially if you know how VHS works. This... I mean... Okay, go ahead. I was like, I, I know some games that we played like that, but you don't, anyway. I yeah. Don't now, this ahead. form of interactivity intrigued the trio, so they began scrambling to figure out what they could do with this. But first things first, you got to name it, okay? Mm. You always have to name your thing before you do it. And they decided, for now, they would name it Nemo. Why Nemo? Okay. Well, Nemo was an acronym. Never, ever mention outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just so you're aware. Just so I know. And you well, know, noted. shh, don't tell anybody ever. about this VHS Move uh, outside. thing. Yeah. 
Now at this point in time, Laserdisc technology was fairly new, and Dragon's Lair was that one game that had been built around it. VHS was becoming more commonplace and more affordable, so the idea became to bring the multi-track capabilities of an optical media like Laserdisc and CD-ROM to VHS. Even though, okay. if you know how wow. the mediums work, it doesn't wow. seem... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't add up. <laughs> because, you know, CD and Laserdisc, you and get. Film, There's a thing. Yeah, like... But VHS is one beginning to end. You remember having mm-hmm. to stick them in the... Rewind. had to rewind and wait yes. until it was done. Uh, I'm to wait on this. <laughs> had to oh wait. God. So to have the technology to do something like that but on VHS seemed ideal and interesting. Making mm-hmm. interactive movies the wave of the future. However, okay. anyone familiar, as we were just talking about, <laughs> with VHS, you're probably scratching your head going, how the fuck would that even be possible? Uh, yeah. We'll get there. Excited by this prospect, Zito immediately took the idea to Hasbro, whom he'd collaborated with in his marketing role at Axelon. Philip and Riley focused more on forming the game concept. Riley had this idea of a free-roaming environment, an idea that seems pretty commonplace today, like nothing new today. But the duo became inspired by a stage play called Tamara, which had recently opened in Los Angeles. Now, the play's premise and structure were wholly unique in that it involved the audience beyond mere spectators. So mm-hmm. the play was performed throughout th- 13 different rooms in which parallel stories were being told simultaneously, all because the audience could choose their story path in which they wanted to see. Fun! So some people would go one way, other people sure. would go another way, and they could continue the story they wanted to see it. I love that. Yeah. That concept became the basis of their idea. They soon began working on a prototype called Scene of the Crime, which was a five-minute demo that allowed the player to observe a group of characters through a house via surveillance cameras and determine which character is responsible for stealing a stash of money. The Mm -hmm. demo, along with the pitch of the technology itself, was shown to the CEO of Hasbro and a number of executives all of which approved the idea and put their full support behind it. From there, Philip and Riley began working on a fully developed idea around that concept. A script was put together, and a team spent the next six months filming and programming this idea. The film footage was shot in 16 days and came together quite well, albeit with a few issues. Now it became a task of figuring out how to make this project work. Because, you know, we still got that technology thing we got to figure out concurrently the nemo console was still being worked out as well as i hinted earlier vhs and interactivity weren't exactly uh you know right uh, they didn't go hand in hand they didn't talk to each other yeah yeah (laughs) mainly because as we mentioned tape is linear discs Mm -hmm. you know you can index your data and you can go from transition transition because that's the way it works tapes rewound fast forward even mm-hmm. to find an index point, it has to search on the tape. Right. So this is going to take a lot longer than a few seconds to transition after your choice. So, you know... Make just sure. sell, a, sell a board game with like 12 VHS tapes in yeah. it. You have to just pop in a new one when you make your choice. So the team 
found an alternate solution to using interlaced video or using interlaced video. Now, if that doesn't sound familiar, get out from under your rock. Now, uh, it's a method using two fields of video frame captured consecutively, which then enhances the perceived motion. Are you following? Like like a cartoon? Uh, no, 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 maybe. Okay, wait. Yeah. No, say it again. Maybe, maybe I'm just not well, understanding. Well, let me let, let me break it down. The science behind it. Maybe it didn't okay. quite lay it out like so that. So, like interlaced tape is where you stopped, right? Like what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Okay. They're going to use interlaced video. Okay. So, during this point in time, cathode ray tube televisions could be manipulated to showcase half of a video signal. Okay. okay, so the team would put two streams of video onto a tape in two separate fields that the console would then play back as designated with an ID code by alternating frames. So Interesting. you'd have one side of the interlaced video showing uh-huh. one thing, the other side showing another thing, and since the human eye can only perceive so much, and half a frame at one point a sixtieth of a second... You're not going to notice. Interesting. You know, it's hardly noticeable okay. to the, our eyes. And right. it worked. You know, no one could tell. It was like, so it worked. Now, the team was close to finalizing their console and even had a second game lined up called Sewer Shark ready to launch with it. In 1988, Hasbro was set to launch the Control Vision to the public. Yes. However, (laughs) mere weeks before that launch, Hasbro pulled the plug and Control Vision never saw the light of day. Now, while I couldn't find an exact reason why, sources suggest that the rise of CD-ROMs made Hasbro see Control Vision as an already obsolete piece of hardware. Something that I would kind of disagree with given this period in time. Because in the 80s, CDs uh, still kind of had about seven or eight years before they really kind of just blew up. Uh, that's you know? true. It was more like mid-90s, right? Like yeah. Like early mid. Yeah. Because I, I remember when CDs came out, I wasn't necessarily buying them. But around 1997, it was almost like, all right, now I've really That's transitioned. That's kind of what you had to do, because everything had transitioned to CD, basically. Yeah, it was, we were yeah. getting there. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, like I said, VHS still kind of had a solid decade or more before it would kind of lose its luster. And even in saying that, the I mean, appearance... Blockbuster was still around. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know? How long did yeah. it take them to adopt DVDs yeah, I mean, and stuff? We still such? got one, one lonely one <laughs> hanging out, I think. But even as I say that about VHS, uh, the appearance of the TurboGrafx CD that same year pretty much changed the landscape going forward. And something tells me that Hasbro kind of had a heads up on that. And we're like, ah, no, no, we don't we don't need to do this because, you know. Now, everyone involved was understandably upset by this move from Hasbro. Mark Turmel, the senior creative director and studio manager of Zigna, you know that mobile thing with the dog, Zigna? They got mobile games? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Uh, He'd been involved 
uh, with the development of several projects for Control Vision, and he lamented that while some of these projects were fortunate enough to see the light of day, one he regrets, seeing shelved, was an FMV Police Academy game. <gasps> yes! Apparently, <laughs> there were hours of footage filmed featuring the mainstays of the franchise. So we could have interacted with Mahoney and Hooks and Jones yeah. and Hightower. And so much of this footage, he said that he would actually call it a lost movie. You know, that's how much oh, wow. footage they had. But the game just became one of several casualties because of the Control Vision's demise. I want to yeah. see that footage. That would be amazing. Right? <laughs> I don't give a damn if it's 20, 30 years too late. I want to see it now. Just let us see it. Yeah. yeah. Make that thing happen. Anyway, but as I <laughs> At said. At least the FMV cut. Woo! <laughs> but as I said, some other games were more fortunate than Police Academy. Uh, the team behind the Nemo Project formed Digital Pictures in 1991 and purchased all of the Nemo assets from Hasbro. From there, they converted games like Sewer Shark and Night Trap from their VHS-based format to CD-ROM and released them on the Sega CD and continued to churn out more FMV titles until 1996. While some may remember titles like Slam City or Citizen X, Night Trap is the one that gained the most notoriety. Mm-hmm. And for what reason? <laughs> well... well the initial concept of the game began as thieves trying to steal money from a rich family's mansion, as we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. That eventually morphed into vampires terrorizing women in a haunted house that was still a mansion. The dev team was aware that Hasbro might have some reservations about the content, and they did. So, they reworked some of the concepts. Vampires uh, now became augers. What I don't really don't understand what what the hell I, is they a, were just like dudes in ninja costumes. Eh. I mean the end result anyway. Sure. I don't know if we're still but talking about that yet. Augers. Got to there yet. Yeah, augers. Anyway. Uh it was very bizarre. They're renamed <laughs> Augers and they would be uh extracting blood from their victims, not by biting, but by extracting it through a device in which they kind of grasp onto their neck. But we never really see do we ever see blood? Which looks so much worse than a vampire bite, might right. I add. Right. Just saying. Like, that was way more terrifying to think about. <laughs> However, uh, this situation would create what Hasbro called non-reproducible violence. Because okay. kids would go around biting people on necks. Uh, but, but not creating they don't, blood extraction devices. Right. <laughs> because they don't have the technology and the know-how to create a device like that. It just seems complicated. So we're not going to do that. that. They cannot reproduce that. Uh, okay. All right. The script was also devoid of any sexually explicit content, although one could argue that watching scantily clad women through a surveillance system is admittedly creepy. But mm. this, this is the game that was going to corrupt the youth of the 90s. Mm-hmm. This game, mm-hmm. right here. Uh, as I was kind of mentioning prior, I had played a game. I played this game this week yep. because it was on sale. Oh, did you play Night Trap this I week? did. And oh, I have, fun. I have never played it. Never oh, played wow. it. And I've right. always wanted to because I thought, you know, I want to see what all the hubbub is about. Yeah. 
Yeah. This game is is not. It's so cringe. Oh, and it's, but it's fantastic because I'm such a child. But yeah. It's so cringe. <laughs> there, there is not anything about this that I wouldn't show to my my own children. Yeah. Like I wasn't sitting there watching it, going, "Oh my god, I can just I have to make my children leave the room immediately because mm-hmm. oh my god, the the ideas that are going to be in their head." Yeah, I just I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Which to me speaks to the people who were blowing this out of proportion, not doing the research, just hearing tidbits. I don't. But during this time in American history, numerous lawmakers with parent and religious groups were advocating for tighter restrictions on excessive violence and nudity. And you can look no further than behind the 7th Friday the 13th entry, which, if you want to really see how bad the industry was cracking down at all these movies that they were just like, it's just so gory, I can't believe it. They're tame in comparison to the crap that they do today. Oh, today? Yeah. Yeah. God. Like torture porn. Remember that stuff? Right. You've heard of that stuff? Friday the 13th movies are not that bad. Not that bad at no, all. I've been way more terrified at stuff that's happened later years than like horror movies from 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily true. The ambiance. They had to work a little bit more. Anyway, I'm derailing. But it's yes, it's I fine. get your point. <laughs> now, while video games had only begun or begun to flirt with this boundary of, you know, excessive violence and and what we can get away with. This was the wrong time to attempt it if they didn't want that accompanying heat, you know. This was a time when the government and these parents groups and everything were looking at these movies and trying to be like, oh, think of the children. Mm-hmm. Please think of the children. Night Trap was a schlocky, somewhat self-aware horror film parody it was made out to be some din of interactive debauchery. Mm-hmm. Funny that this very same game was released in 2017 with a teen rating. Mm-hmm. Teen. Mm-hmm. So the big question remains, what was it about this game that made it so maligned? One would argue that those who advocated against it were operating on minor bits of information. And then they blew it all out of proportion. Which I tend to believe is the case on a lot of things. I mean, that's that's a method not uncommon today on social media. We see it all the time. In any case, Night Trap, along with Mortal Kombat, became the primary targets in December of 1993 when the United States Senate kicked off the congressional hearings on video games to discuss involving violence in video games and the perceived impacts on children. The moment that changed everything. Mm, That we'll get to next week. Damn you. (laughs) Well, I think you said this actually on the last show, right? About the, um, the trial of the guy who did legitimately, like, break into a mansion and attack. Well, it was a, it was a nice house, yes. So kidnap the girl and whatnot. That could have been a reason that they were trying to point to that. Because, oh, look, a mansion. Oh, look, he clearly had to have gotten the idea from this and nowhere else. Like, we've never seen a movie that's had this. I don't know. I always found it quite entertaining myself that mm-hmm. Night Trap got so much 
attention. And it's like when I look at it now, I'm like, dear God, this is the most cringe, cheesy thing. Yeah. And hard. Yeah. That, hard game. That was one part of it that I wasn't sure about because as I was, I'm sitting there playing it, trying to figure out how to do everything. I was just like, it's, I can't really watch anything that's going on. There's all this footage yeah. going on and I can't enjoy it because I'm going to watch. You kind of have to time it with which thing you're going to pay attention to mm-hmm. if you want to see it all. Because like it, it really was hard. Like even when I revisited it with the remaster, because I was like, hey, I have a way to play it again now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it had every version on the remaster that they, they did. Uh, limited run, right? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. limited run games. Um, who's been fantastic at preserving those old FMVs as of late. And, uh, my God. Yeah. And, the, and, and when you fail, you have to start that whole thing over. Mm-hmm. So what was the, it's the scene with the rock star where he's, um, with the mummies coming out of the, th- Oh, something about the moon. Dude, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I might, might not have seen. I know you'll you'll eventually want to flip your keyboard because you're going to have to listen to that freaking song so many times to try to wait for the portion where you're supposed to click on it so you can trap whomever it is that's getting ready, you know, and you just start to lose your mind. Because yeah. remember, we didn't have save points, so if you failed, you just had to start that whole thing over again, and you're like, oh, I've seen this 30,000 times. Like, no. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind, um, which is probably why a lot of games didn't get beaten back in the day. Yeah. Like I don't know how to get past it. I recommend it now. It's a it's a nice little throwback. Night trap. Night trap. Singing a brush. Night trap. Night trap. Anyway. As you can tell, I enjoyed it. But excellent. Well, that's our show. Yeah. That's our show. You can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can send us an email to at supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen puts his time and love into. And you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. You can tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network or search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and even going to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm Lacey Finley. And I'm Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then... Game on!
This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.